Welcome to the Halloween edition of Tucson Tuesday. I finally won that. I am America, and let's get into it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes, number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. On this very uh, spooky Halloween Tucson Tuesday edition, I'm your host, Robin Leonio, aka Wednesday Adams for today. That's Matthew Jacobson. I'm America. We want, to thank, we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on uh, YouTube, the SiriusXM Radio app, and... I forgot on Amazon Music. We got a great show today, Matthew. We're going to talk about Tucson Roadrunners, who have been uh, after a pretty decent start, just not not so hot. Yeah, no, because they, they they've dropped after starting off two and zero. That that two and zero feeling, uh, they have gone one and three. So they've gone one and three cents. I mean, you're going to expect that out of a team that's yeah, it's like younger, right? Still. Nope, nope. I, I don't. I expect better. I expect better from these boys. Yeah. All right. Let's. Yeah, because let's... Like, 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 think about it. Like this. This is a team that started out well. You got Dylan Gunther. You got Josh Doe, and you got some actual good talent. Like, I demand better. <laughs> demand better. Wow. I okay. Demand, demand yes, I better. I. I see. I, I see what you. But no, I mean, like you're right, though. This. This team should be better, um, based off of you know just the sheer talent on paper. Um, I feel like, like I said, I feel like the youth has something to say with it. But then again, it's the AHL; it's all youth, so it's all youth and burners. It's literally they're averaging one goal a game. They were shut out, scored two, and then scored one in back-to-back games against Bakerfield. No, nah, no, nah, this this is a bad stretch to end the month, and uh, it happens every year. You start out hot. Normally, you get a little longer of the hot streak before. Yeah, normally they'll start down. like. <laughs> normally, no, no, normally the Roadrunners will start like what, like five and zero, six and zero, like even like ten and zero. Five and one, something like that. Five like, and start one. Off well, four, one four and one, one three, or three, whatever three it is, you know. Let's see, two, three, yeah, they're three, three and zero, oh, and and the the games they lost, all three games they lost by at least three. Uh, and especially uh, to the teams that it was against, right? Like, well, okay, so Coachella Valley, like it's it's Coachella fine. Coachella Valley is a good team. What Bakersfield? Coachella Valley <laughs> is the um, you call it. They're the reigning Western Conference champions. They were mm-hmm. one goal away from the Calder Cup. So you. Like you give them that credit. Bakersfield is mid. San Diego, I mean, is mid. But they, they beat San Diego two to one. They, yeah. they at least got that one. Yeah, but still, like, like the Condors have only beat the Roadrunners in the rain. They, they got blown out by a what a Henderson Silver Knight. So as soon as they play a real team, they die. Sorry, and they and they beat Coachella Valley by one. I, I was looking a little too low on the schedule. So they're like good record wise, but they're also like they are in 
Edmonton's uh, system, and Edmonton is is garbage. <laughs> or should I, I mean, say right now, American yeah, they're, they're so, done being trash. If you see the way the Edmonton Oilers are right now, yeah, it is, it is bad. Um, and you would think because of that, they would keep their prospects down in uh, in Bakersfield and just let the Condors cook a little bit. But even then, anyway, do you, you want me to give the summary on all three of these games that we can go over the, the players' performances? After yeah, the break? let's hear it. All right. So here's the summary. The first game, October 21st, is at home. And uh, four nothing finish. Shane Wright, John Hayden, former Coyotes, John Hayden, uh, Kale Flurry all score. Not a whole lot to, to get into deep with that. Then on the twenty fourth on a Tuesday, they're at home against the San Diego Goals. You got goals by Hunter Drew from Kellerman and Comfort, and Dylan Gunther from Nate Smith and Milos Kellerman. Two to one finish. They do edge out the win there. Then they host Bakersfield in back to back games on the twenty seventh to twenty eighth. And minus Donor getting a power play goal in the first game. And then it was Yannick getting a power play goal from Gunther and Smith in the second game. It was five to one and four to one, or <laughs> the finals reversal, four to one then five to one. But not pretty. You dropped three yeah. out of four, and every one of those games you lost by at least three. Yeah, those the, the, that's definitely not what you want, especially out of a Roadrunners team that at the beginning of the year, before the season, we were touting, like I said, we were touting extremely high. We were like, this team is going to have an extremely hot start. This mm-hmm. team is going to just absolutely kill it. But instead, they just, uh, you know, they kind of uh, fell flat pretty quickly. And again, it's way too early in the season. So yeah, might, might be we overreacting a little bit. But that's that's part that that's part of the job, Matthew. That's part of what we do here at Lockdown. I overreact Coyotes. because I care. <laughs> I overreact also because I'm still bitter about the Kings' loss and Game One of the World Series. I need also the 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 ASU blowing like a four to one lead to lose five four. I think both ASU and, and the Coyotes lost five four the same night, blowing the same lead. Like. I'm going to take it out on the roadrunner. I'm going to stomp on those birds' necks right now. <laughs> Are we sure it's because you just hate Tucson? I actually really like the roadrunners. I despise Tucson, but I really like the roadrunners. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Gonna, I'm gonna you take just take my aggression out. It's going to be on the Tucson team. Stomp on their neck. <laughs> as, a, as someone that's covered the team for, like I said, for six, seven years, like I've seen it all. So based off this kind of start, I guess what for me it's less of a concern than it is to you because I'm just like, yeah, I know what this is like this is this is this is typical Tucson for you. Yeah, you know they've had years where they start really hot. They've had years where they're just like, eh. But it it's just the way it's the way the team is. Luckily, the the Roadrunners have a really good like, you know, next couple months, and then they'll. Actually, they have a really good middle of the year, even through the Gem Show road trip. And then they'll just stumble and barely make it into the playoffs. That's usually how it goes, right? All I am saying, all I am going to say is that uh, Colin Tyson got a game. So at, at least Colin Tyson's back in the lineup. I'm assuming that's after they lose Yannick and uh, 
<clears throat> and Sanford for a game or two apiece. Sanford's been up with the team. Unique's been up and down. Uh, yeah, after the break, I want to get into player stats and hot and cold stars. I think we have a couple hot takes coming up here. And we'll do that right after we hear from our sponsors. FanDuel. So, some <laughs> score earliest NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get into the action. The app is so easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Uh-oh, we're all glitching. There we go. <laughs> all right. It's not even Wednesday, my dudes. <laughs> let's, it's like, what's happening? <laughs> all right, let's, let, let's, get, let's get to uh, the player. Let, let's get to the, the, um, some of the player performances. You know, I'm glad. Yeah, let's get to the hot starts. Cause, mm-hmm. I'm glad that Dylan Gunther is – you know, is having a good start. I'll give it that. Five points in six games. I'm glad he's doing that. Yeah, two goals, three assists in five games. Only a negative three. Only been to the penalty box a couple of times. Uh, his point per game is, is 0.83. He's playing really well. And minus Jan Yannick, he has the highest on the team looking down at it. And he's just – it took him a couple games to get going. I remember he was quiet for the first, like, two games. But after – after being a little quiet, he woke right up, embraced that top-line role. And that's what you want to see out of Dylan Gunther because when the time comes, uh, I, I guarantee that when the next you know, top six player gets injured, he'll be the one that, that gets a look if he keeps playing like this. Oh, absolutely. And, if, and we, we mentioned it before, too. I think a reason why Gunther hasn't gotten the call-up yet is mm-hmm. because, you know, they're taking a look at what he's doing in Tucson. They want to give, they want to give him enough reps in Tucson, enough games. I'd say at least like 10, 15 games to get comfortable with the, the Arizona system before bringing him back up. Yeah, that makes sense. And and honestly, uh, just keep just just keep uh, ticking him off more more and more. So when he comes up, he gets like twenty goals in forty games. <laughs> yeah. As- yeah, as long as he's not uh, another pros- another former prospect um, who will um, immediately after getting sent back down throw the hissy fit. Um, I don't know who you're talking about, Robin. Do you don't care know. to explain and elaborate? You don't know who I'm talking about. No, I don't. I have no idea. It's a former goaltender now for the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, we're talking about Aiden Hill? Yes. The name's been ruined for me. It's my nephew's name. Yeah, my <laughs> nephew's name is Hill. Anyway, <laughs> so another player, Jan Yannick. This is exactly how you respond from a contract bet. Four games, two goals, two assists, four points. I think he got the one game in the NHL. He's at least been called up and called back down. That's how I want you to respond because it, it makes it really hard to send a, a message to your teammates 
like a negative message to your teammates if you come right back in your scoring and you're immediately productive, you're immediately someone that is to be relied upon. I think to whatever degree that offseason spat is going to benefit his career. So good job, Jan. Uh, can't wait to see where you get traded at the deadline. I mean, you're right. I think I, I think based off what we what we what we saw in the off season, that's kind of, that's something that's kind of bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good for the Coyotes in sense because his value is only going to go up. There's are the Coyotes still going to get a whole lot for him? No, but his value is but still going to get something, keep. and he'll probably get a better opportunity with a team that might be competing that can use the depth. So he's helping himself too, and and good for him. Seriously. Can't can't wait for that third round pick. Hey, that's still a pretty decent pick. I'll take it. Yeah, it, even though it'll it'll probably be a little bit lower. Uh, Milos Kellerman had a two assist night the other night, bringing his point total to three points in six games. He's at a half point per game. Uh, he's AHLer, adding a little bit of the depth. Nate Smith in five games has three assists. His point per game is at point six zero. Better start than last year. I would like to see the goal start to come. Uh, and then two more players that are off to decent starts. Uh, you have Josh Doan, two go- two goals in six games. I'd like the assist to rack up a little more, but at the very least he is scoring goals. And Hunter Drew has only played two games and has a goal in those two games, so that's a, a .50. Small sample size, but that's one of the few AHL-specific contracts. It's, I think, uh, Kellerman, Zuber, and... Was it? It wasn't Comfort. It was Leonard and Tyson. There's, there's a few AHL specific contracts, and he was one of them. Hey, you gotta love. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. Who was it? Oh, I see. I drew a blank of what, what exactly I was gonna say. See, this is what happens. <laughs> My brain just. When, when Robin out. hasn't had her coffee in the morning. <laughs> yes, exactly. When I haven't had enough coffee. Um, are are we ready like, to do some roasting? Let's do that. I'm, I'm ready for After, some roasting. There's a couple of players that are off to terrible starts. Let's let's do that though. After quick word. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Heck, you know, once Logan Cooley breaks his goal, his first goal barrier, maybe he scores. <laughs> You know, all of a sudden, 50 for the year. Who who the frick knows? And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the Daily Fantasy, the official Daily Fantasy app of Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because of Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. You can pick different players that you want to win for your 100 times money. You could go, you could do it alongside your friends and not just for hockey, but for NFL, NBA, MLB, and even college football. You can all do that and make entries in under a minute. All you have to do is pick whether or not you want whatever player you want to record either more or less on their goals, assists, plus, minus, or more. And once again, to win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats in order to get that. So you heard me, Coyotes fans, a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. 
Use the promo code Locked on NHL and you can win up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That a hundred dollars that match on with code Locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Let's get can to I that. Ask a generic question. <laughs> Why is Ben McCartney in his photo wearing a Philadelphia Flyers jersey? He was drafted by the Coyotes and has only played in the Coyote system. <laughs> can someone explain that to me? <laughs> That's a Flyers jersey. I, I, I put it up. That's a Flyers jersey he's wearing. <laughs> that. I I don't know. I'm not wrong. So many questions. I want to start off with him. All right. Because this is a player that kind of frustrates me. So I want to pull up his his previous stats because this is a kid that kind of replaces Tyler Steenbergen. Same role, but a little better at scoring. And he has an A on his Twitter this year. And his last two seasons of Tucson – in a 2021-22, 57 games, 18 goals, 17 assists, 35 points. Last year, in just 12 fewer games, 7 goals, 8 assists, 15 points, he needed that big bounce back, and so far through five games, he has nothing. I, I, I don't know what his role right now is supposed to be, but it confuses me because he should be kind of like a Lawson Krauss archetype. Maybe not quite as talented goal-scoring-wise, but... I would expect him to score a little more or at least get something on the board five games in. Yeah, you would think so, right? I think that's... Ben McCartney, I know, it has been interesting. Like, has been has been that way. I'm trying to think who else. He's not even in penalty look- trouble. He has two penalty minutes all season. So like he's not fighting. He's, he's not doing the big physical. Like he might hit, but he's not fighting. Negative five plus minus nine shots so far. So he's shooting the puck, but is, is it just bad luck? Is he getting terrible shots? Is, is he one of those uh, Lawson Kraus types where it's going to take him a while to score? But when he scores, he scores in bunches. Is that what we're I mean, looking maybe, at? I mean, maybe it's just that he falls like deep down the the depth chart. Not getting enough, Come not on, getting enough minutes. Up, the problem with the AHL I, stats website is they do not, you cannot see his average time on ice. It will not show that. But I think I can look up their their lineups because they always post the lineups before all the games. Let's see. Oh, that's an old line of cross, and uh, Liam Kirk was still on the team. <laughs> that sucks. I miss Liam Kirk anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I just – I have no idea what to expect of him, and now I really want to start watching as much Tucson as I can just to figure out. Because when, when you have nine shots in five games, that means he's shooting. He's shooting almost a couple times a game. Where is he getting the shots from? Is it on special teams? Is it 5v5? Is he shooting from – the outside is he going in deep? Is he just bad bounces? Because I I, I expect more from Ben. I, just, I I know he has the potential to be a solid AHL player. And five games in, I'm just disappointed this season so far. 
I mean, that's probably that's probably what it is. And like I said, like we were saying earlier, it's probably an overreact, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the next five games he plays better. Maybe, although he did technically miss one game, so maybe he was injured. And it's it's notoriously difficult to get injury information out of the AHL. Yeah, because they don't give it. They, they like unless see unless you're there, right? Because I remember when I was or getting the emails. Yeah, when, when I was a you know a, one of the main beat reporters covering the Tucson Roadrunners. I would constantly get updated information. I'm at the games. We notice things, right? We're, we watch them. We, we, we watch all the little things happen. So when we see players not there, we kind of raise questions, things brought up, and we find out. I got the answer. He, he was called up on Saturday, and Jan Unique was put back in the minors. So he, he missed out on a game for literally like no reason because the Coyotes didn't need him. <laughs> just, he didn't play that well, the game at the NHL level. Kaidi's just used him to be an extra. That's it. An extra skater. Yeah, but my thing, the thing that bothers me is when, when it comes to the NHL team grabbing a guy just to be an extra skater, and it, it's bothered me for years, especially whenever Tucson was in playoff runs and the Coyotes were no longer in playoff contention. It's, okay, I get it. You need the extra body. But if you think there is a higher than 80% chance you will not use them, keep the useful guy down in Tucson to play and, like, call up anybody else. Call up a, a depth guy. Call up anyone else with just an extra body. Don't waste the, the good players that you need to play. Like, the, the Coyotes, I think they technically signed Kirkland. Call up Kirkland. If, if you're not going to need the body, that's fine. Just call him up. Have him be the healthy scratch. And McCartney – unique and all them can still keep playing because when you pull the guys that are playing well out of the lineup, even for a game or two, it shows. And right. I know other players need to step up as well, but it, it's really hard when you are practicing these set lines, you're practicing this on your power play, this on your, on your penalty kill, this for four on three opportunities, this for an odd man rush. And then let's just say it's Jan unique. That's usually on the power play. Uh, he's just gone. Well, who's the player that's like, in. Well, do you take off the power play two unit and ruin their cohesion, or do you throw in another random player and still ruin the cohesion on that power play one? It's I don't like it. If you do not need the player, don't call them up. If you need them, different story. When Jason Zucker got hurt, if you're like, okay, Dylan Gunther slides right in, different story. Call up Gunther, put him in the lineup. But if you're just calling them up for an extra body, leave the AHL player down and just grab Kirkland. Grab someone random that they're not going to need as much because those young players need as much reps as possible. The career AHLers, who cares? Like, if they miss out on a game or two, they're still getting paid. Hell, they, they get slightly more when they're on the NHL roster, so give them a, a free little pay bump for a day or two. That's fair. Um, we do only have a few more minutes left um, before I want to close off on this episode, Matthew. Um, so let's just really quick kind of just take a look ahead. What they got? It was oh, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to briefly. There are three defensemen that I I will disappointed in, and I, I will get it done in like sixty seconds. So, all right, all have six games played, zero points, all are negative. Michael Kesselring negative two with eleven penalty minutes. Vladislav Kolyachanuk is a negative three, and Victor Soderstrom's a negative four. But the shot totals: Kesselring has eight shots, Kolyachanuk has six, Soderstrom has ten. Something has to give. 
And when when these defensemen, primarily Kesselring and Soderstrom, I, I know Collier Charlie plays a lot of offense as well, but those big right shot defensemen tend to be the ones that take a lot of clappers from the point. When you have Kesselring and Soderstrom shooting that often and they haven't recorded a single point, I'm not sure if it has to do with the net front work or if they're just missing a lot and it happens to deflect off of someone to hit the goalie. Could be it. Could be it. Because Soderstrom having no points in six games, I need him to get more consistent. I need that kid to play better because I, I just I know this for a fact where he was drafted, how many years he's been developing, and just common sense, if he doesn't pick it up, he won't be in this organization much longer. And that's no one is in my ear saying that. That's just common sense because he was like 11th overall. And he's been developing for like four years, five years. Fair. Yeah. No, you're right. I think Soderstrom definitely needs to kind of pick up, especially at, at his age and the, at the pace of development. We, we've, been, we've been saying all along, defensemen take longer to develop. Mm -hmm. But if there's, you know, if, if we're seeing not as much growth, there is cause of cause for concern. So we'll have to see. And again, it's early in the season. So it's only five, it's only six games. But well, you know, six games out of like what a 76 game season. So 70 more games to go in the AHL. I think it's 72 because they expanded it, like you were mentioning, after they added more teams. But the, the but AHL is weird. Pacific Division is weird. I, I'm not gonna think too deep into it, but it's just I, I just I, I want to see like, it's it's a good sign that he's shooting as much as he is. All right, that tells me the effort is there. The lack of any at least secondary assists is a little concerning this early on in the season because at least one or two I feel like shouldn't be unreasonable to ask for at the AHL level out of him. So it's just I am a little frustrated and hoping that he whatever it is bounces through it and then the bounces start going his way because he's shooting. Kessel ring shooting, it just kind of sucks that, you know, I thought at least one of those two should have been pushing for an, a, an NHL job, but they brought in a couple of extra defensemen to not force it. And uh, I, I'm, just, I'm a little disappointed with the offensive productions early in the season or lack thereof. Fair enough. Uh, let's really quick take a look uh, ahead for the, for the Tucson Roadrunners. They have two games, two home games this weekend, uh, hosting the uh, Chicago Wolves. Mm -hmm. Um I feel like those games are always interesting, no matter what, when it's between Tucson and Chicago. So, give me your perspective on on this because they don't play Chicago very often, to my knowledge. It's like a couple times a year, isn't it? It is like only a couple times. Well, yeah, it's only a couple times a year because it's cross. It's 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 cross divisional rather or mm -hmm. interdivisional rather than like within the same division. Um, it's like these teams. I, I feel like. It's not necessarily like a rivalry, but it's just like one of those kind of matchups when every single time that I've at least watched a Tucson versus Chicago game, it either ends up in like an intense like battle on, on the ice, like a super defensive, like, uh, but like exciting game to watch or like mm -hmm. on the, uh, the complete other side where it's like a freaking like six to five game going into a shootout. I think Tucson needs to buckle down for these because Chicago is one three and one, and Tucson is is three and three. Sorry, one three one and one. 
Tucson's three and three. They they kind of need to buckle down and get both these wins, and and get back on track. Yep, it is gonna be. It is interesting, by the way, as the, as a reminder to everyone, the Chicago Wolves uh, are a different team than any of the previous ones. I watch mainly because they are once again an independent AHL mm-hmm. team, so they have no NHL affiliate. <laughs> is it not kind of funny how they like threw that big fit they want to be independent and like they kind of sucked come out the gate <laughs> it's fun it's it's, it's what, what's funny though is the fact that over the last couple that you know they've they've traded uh like what their affiliate was for a while i mean like essentially they were mm-hmm. just like a filler they were like an, a filler affiliate for the vegas golden knights before henderson got their team um they were also involved with like Carolina and like two others, weren't they? Before the checkers. Yeah. Well, the checkers were still a thing, but for some reason, so I think the Hurricanes took the Wolves because the Kraken took the checkers for some reason. It was a really interesting, like I don't because know. Joey DeCore played for the checkers, didn't he, for a year? Yes. It was a really interesting. It was like, what is going on? Um. I don't understand the AHL. <laughs> the, AH, the AHL is weird. The ECHL is even stranger. Yeah, but Charlotte checks you two two eight nine two five. I don't get. Go ahead and do the outro. I don't get it. I don't understand. Right, <laughs> I don't understand well, the AHL as hard as I try. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube, the Sirius XM radio app, and ad-free on Amazon Music. Yes, Matthew, I see Locked on Cooley. Locked on Cooley. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to uh, also check out your second listen of the day as it's uh, the uh, the World Series going on. So check out Locked on Diamondbacks to hear everything Arizona Diamondbacks. And uh, don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked on Coyotes and on X at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally on X at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson deleted his X account. Now he's on Threads, uh, which is uh, his... Uh, his uh, profile is az underscore sports underscore guy. You're making it hard for me, Matthew, having to go through all that. Um. <laughs> too, too bad. X shouldn't have, have had me authenticate four times in 48 hours and then made me do it again after the D-backs blew a lead. That's on them. <laughs> Anyways, interact with us. Ask a question you might have. We might interact right back around a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Mm-hmm.